Born in Aschaffenburg in Germany in 1956, I grew up in a nuclear family with three younger sisters. My parents had both studied pharmacy and dad worked in research for a large company where he received fine art calendars for Christmas every year. The reproductions of works by Paul Klee, Vasily Kandinsky, Kirchner, Malevich, Picasso and Magritte became my source of inspiration. When the year had run out, I turned the calendars into collages. I painted my first oil on canvas with 13 and went to high school, went to a high school with a bent on music and art, where I was taught the printmaking technique of etching and aquatint, which I still to do to this day. At the same time, the work on John, of John Cage ended my life. After school, 15 months of national service, one year of studying art education, then an apprenticeship as a lithographer in the printing industry. On the side, I painted small murals on people's houses, landscapes or animals, co-founded an artist's group and helped organize art exhibition and music events. Germany had a tense atmosphere at the time. There was terrorism by the Badermeinhof group, violent clashes during protest rallies, anti-nuclear demonstrations, and the sense that the world is a bigger place. My girlfriend and I agreed to go to Australia and a sponsorship by a Perth printer enabled us to settle here in 1981 and have three boys. Our relationship broke up after seven years and left me in a depressed state. Little did I know about the changes that were about to follow. A friend suggested a meditation retreat and it turned out to be Vipassana with Goenka. It was my introduction to Buddhist practice and it felt like I had found my home. My depression had fallen away, regrets had vanished, I had forgiven everyone and myself. We had shared custody and I had started to study painting and printmaking at Claremont School of Art and had the kids on the weekend. I kept my practice going and learned from different teachers, most Western, some Eastern tradition, mainly drawing. There was an emphasis on observation, not just the physical appearance, but also the spirit of the observed. It was pointed out to us how there is a different approach in Chinese and Japanese art with spaces of emptiness and equality in nature. We find an equivalent of the Western realm in the work of Turner. Art in the West has developed a complex linguistic symbolism through which the artist manipulates his material to communicate something to his audience. 
Art as communication is basic to Western aesthetics, as is the relationship of form and content. A landscape painting in the Western tradition is not merely an aesthetically pleasing reproduction. The artist uses his techniques of balance, perspective and color to express a personal re reaction to the landscape. His painting is a frozen human mood. The object is used as a link between the audience and the artistic artist's feelings. And the artist's technique is used to create an illusion of the forms of reality. When I discovered the Zen group of WA, my sources of inspiration were rejuvenated. Poetry became a new friend on top of the Sangha. I started reading Zen literature while embarking on Zen practice. It filtered into my art practice and I began looking more consciously at Japanese and Chinese art. The Zen artist tries to suggest by the simplest possible means the inherent nature of the aesthetic object. Anything may be painted or expressed in poetry and any sounds may become music. The job of the artist is to suggest the essence, the eternal qualities of the object, which is in itself a work of natural art before the artist arrives on the scene. In order to achieve this, the artist must fully understand the inner nature of the object, its Buddha nature. This is the hard part. Technique, though important, is useless without it. And the actual execution of the artwork may be startlingly spontaneous once the artist has comprehended the essence of his subject. Gazing at the flowers of the morning glory, I eat my breakfast. This poem is by Basho. During Japan's long periods of self-imposed isolation, art forms developed in ways that were specifically Japanese. And many of these art forms were strongly influenced by Zen Buddhism. All Japanese art forms, such as Chado, tea ceremony, Ikebana, flower arrangement, Shodo, calligraphy, and even martial arts were greatly influenced by Zen. These art forms were transformed into a spiritual discipline focused on calmness, calmness simplicity, and self-growth. When practiced with Zen principles in mind, art can be a peaceful journey and a way of self-cultivation leading to calmness, serenity, and concentration. Every Monday evening, I'm part of a group of artists who meet at Kidogo Gallery in Bathes Beach to draw a model. It is called life drawing and can be very much like Sazen. When everyone is in their positions and the model is in a pose, she will hold for two hours. Silence begins with the sound of breaking waves, 
and the knocking and scratching on the drawing boards. The focus is entirely on the observed and every time you look up again you see more. Breathing is the partner of accuracy. When the model resumes her pose after a short stretch break, the slight change in the tilt of her head signals a different moment. Zen has a unique aesthetic, which includes a great appreciation for, appreciation for moderation, asymmetry, imperfection, rusticity and naturalness. This Zen aesthetic concept is called wabi-zabi and it sees beauty in things that are imperfect, impermanent and incomplete. In art, wabi-zabi is manifested in modest, humble, unpretentious and earthy artworks. Wabi-zabi is genuine, humble and is deeply associated with love for nature. Adapting this concept to my Western hybridity has taken me to a technique that suits my true nature, monoprinting. The main attraction of monoprints is randomness and unpredictability achieved by a desired accident with a good portion of chance. After applying some black printing ink to a glass plate and splattering turfs among it, a large piece of cardboard is placed over the ink and by pressing down on it, the ink is being transferred onto the cardboard. The resulting image is a surprise. The play between the black, white and grey can evoke three-dimensionality. Some of the textures are like microscopically observed cell structures or draw you into a landscape. The process of producing an etching and aquatint and hand, hand colouring a few prints is quite complex. One has to be very focused on it to avoid accidents even though minor accidents are very welcome. Zen practice is helpful in accepting them more readily and the training in self-discipline provides the power to bring a state in the process to completion. This applies very much to the realist style of my portrait painting. To tease out the spirit of the person portrayed, the concentration on the hara enables a deeper observation than superficial likeness. Each time you return to the breath, you are empowering yourself with the ability to put your mind where you want it, when you want it there, for as long as you want it there. This power of concentration is called Joriki. It is the center of the martial and visual arts in Zen. Now I read a quote by Master Dogen. My late master, old Buddha, Tian Tung Ju Ching, said, The original face has no birth and no death. Spring is in the plum blossoms 
and enters into a painting. When you paint spring, do not paint willows, plums, peaches or apricots, but just paint spring. To paint willows, plums, peaches or apricots is to paint willows, plums, peaches or apricots. It is not yet painting spring. It is not that spring can't be, to be painted, but aside from my late master, old Buddha, there is no one in China or India who has painted spring. He alone was the sharp, pointed brush who painted spring. This spring is spring in the painting because it enters into the painting. He does not use any other power but lets plum, plum blossoms activate spring. He lets spring enter into a painting and into a tree. This is his skillful means. Because my late master old Buddha clarified the treasury of the true Dharma eye, he correctly transmitted it to the Buddhas and ancestors who assembled in the ten directions of past, future and present. In this way, he thoroughly mastered the eyeball and opened up the plum blossoms. Employed as a disability support worker for 16 years now, I've had the opportunity of helping people with a disability achieve their goals. A major part has been artistic expression and the prerequisite has been and is continuing to be cultivating my beginner's mind. Thankfully it is reinforced constantly by the fact that some of the people I'm working with are non-verbal or very hard to understand. All too often my thoughts get in the way of really understanding what is trying to be communicated. And to prevent assumption, I have to let go of my thoughts and continue to tease out the message of this human being, that part of the universe, to this part of the universe. When I'm helping someone producing an artwork, I have to design my way of support to the person's ability. And my input into the work can vary from minimal to substantial. However, I'm always aware that it's not mine. And on completion, I invite bystanders to comment on the work, which in that environment is always positive and commends the maker for their achievement. In a life full of limitations, art turns out to be a field where personal expression, passion, and freedom are possible. I have helped a blind person paint and exhibit pictures. She chose to do the painting. She chose the colors. My task was to load the brush she held with her mouth with paint since she couldn't move her hands and guide the canvas so she could reach it. Another person with reduced hand-eye coordination I assist by holding her wrist and guide her brush to paint a flowering cherry tree perched on volcanic rocks in front of a sunset in Hawaii. Our source is a picture from the internet that I helped her to find and print out. At the moment she works on a dot painting 
using a large dowel based on my suggestion. As a team, our support workers cooperate and communicate so that we can take over, helping an artist with special needs evolve their individual piece. It can be clay bowl, where we roll up little balls to be pushed into a mold, or cutting tiles for a mosaic, or footballer Adam Goods that the person wants to send over to the swans in Sydney, and assisting with grouting a mannequin torso covered in colored tiles that the artist calls his girlfriend. In conclusion, I would like to point out that my main support is Sazen at the beginning of the working day and following the path, the eightfold path, which I'd like to share with you in an abbreviated form. First, the right view, seeing things as they really are, not as I want them to be. Second, the right thought and intention, awareness of purpose or role in life, a life of labor, feeding the animals in the morning, preparing for a talk, helping where I can. Number three is the right speech. Speak truth, avoid slander and gossip. In the pressure cooker I might use strong language under my breath and even then it pops up in thoughts upsetting the balance. The right action, staying in harmony with fellow beings behaving peacefully and following the precepts. The mobile vet euthanized my chuk. Empathy for all. Fifth, the right livelihood. No exploitation of other beings, no trade in weapons or intoxicants. The caring work is very supportive of the practice. One has to be very aware in every respect. And even though there's nothing to attain. After helping another being in any way, one feels somewhat rewarded. Sixth, the right effort. Gain control over your thoughts and replace unpleasant ones with positive ones. With recent changes in regards to the NDIS that affect us at work, it pays to stay in the present and accept the change and let go of expectations. Seven, the right mindfulness. See things as they are without being led astray by greed, anger and ignorance. To do someone's seatbelt up and not blame the person who got them out of bed. Eight, the right concentration. Sazen. Nothing special. Thanks for your attention. <laughs>